Hello there, this is A.D. Robles, and you're listening to A.D. on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. All right, all right, well, let's just get started today. I wanted to read from the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 6, one of my favorite books in the Bible, Deuteronomy, chapter 6. And a lot of this text, even if you don't read the Old Testament that much, is going to be familiar to you. This is what it says. These are the words of God. Now, this is the commandment. The statutes and the rules that the Lord your God commanded me to teach you, that you may do them in the land to which you are going over to possess it, that you may fear the Lord your God, you and your son and your son's son, by keeping all his statutes and his commandments, which I command you all the days of your life, and that your days may be long. Hear therefore, O Israel, and be careful to do them, that it may go well with you, and that you may multiply greatly as the Lord, the God of your fathers, has promised you in the land flowing with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand. They shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and your gates. And I'm going to skip down to verse 20. Verse 20 says this, When your son asks you in time to come, what is the meaning of these testimonies and the statutes and the rules that the Lord our God has commanded you? Then you shall say to your son, We were Pharaoh's slaves in Egypt, and the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand, and the Lord showed signs and wonders, great and grievous, against Egypt and against Pharaoh and all his household before our eyes. And he brought us out from there, that he might bring us in and give us the land that he swore to give our fathers. And the Lord commanded us to do all these statutes, to fear the Lord our God, for our good always, that he might preserve us alive as we are this day. And it will be righteousness for us if we are careful to do all this commandment before the Lord our God as he has commanded us. That's the end of, of God's holy word. And, you know, I, I have three sons. You might not know that about me if you're new um, to, to my channel. I've got three sons, and, and one of them's four years old, one of them's two years old, and one of them is almost one. And it's great having sons. And, you know, lately we've been kind of going through the catechisms, um, and, and catechisms are great. You know, honestly, if you think your children are too young for catechisms and the questions and answers and all of that, I, I urge you to reconsider. I'm always amazed at how capable my two-year-old is. I mean, it's just unbelievable. And <clears throat> what's so good about the catechism is that they're memorizing and excited to do it. I mean, they're excited to memorize these, these questions and answers, and they're getting truth. They're getting God's truth in little bite-sized chunks. One of the questions that I find so profound, um, especially in the, in, the, in the cultural moment we find ourselves in, I forget what number question it is, but, but the question is, how did God create man? And I ask my children, how did God create man? And my two-year-old is telling me, God created man, male and female, after his own image. My two-year-old can tell me that. So I, I, ask, I ask my two-year-old, how did God create man? And my two-year-old says, God created man, male and female, after his own image. Now, does he fully understand the implications of that sentence? Probably not. 
probably not completely. He probably understands it better than I think he does, but he probably doesn't understand the full orb, you know, reality of why is that so important? I mean, it sounds so basic, right? And I, and I wonder because these catechisms were written, you know, long time ago, but the people that wrote them were so smart. They were, they were so smart. And, and, and I don't think they could have predicted where we find ourselves today. I don't think they could have predicted it, but um, I mean, the catechism covers it. You, You know what I mean? The catechism covers it. What I want to talk about today is basically the kingdom of the devil, the kingdom of lies. Because what does Jesus say? Jesus says that, that, that Satan is the father of lies. He's a liar. That's, that's who he is. He lies. He lies a lot. He lies all the time. And, you know, as Christians, we, we need to be able to, 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 discern how to identify those lies. And sometimes they're very easy to discern. I mean, I think that some people get this impression that 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 Satan is like this super capable, like always like, like uh, you know, it's very hard to detect what he's up to. Um, but but that's not actually always the case. I mean, I would say that there are plenty of lies that, that, that we're being told every single day that are very easy to detect, very easy to detect. Here's an example. This is a man uh, dressed up like a like a woman, and he claims that he is a woman, uh, and his name is calling himself Jessica Yaniv, and uh, he's an activist, and he he wanted to sued uh, a uh, you know beauty salon or something like that because they wouldn't wax his testicles, and you know so so this is a obvious liar. I mean, you look at this person, and even if he disguises his voice to sound more like a woman, you, you know it's a man. I mean, you can, just, you can just tell this is a man. And he's lying to himself, and he's lying to you, and he's lying to, to everybody else. I mean, this is a liar, and it's very easy to spot this lie, but, but, the, but the reality is that he's not the only one that's lying to you about the fact that he's uh, a woman. Um, because because governments around the world are also lying to you, and not all transvestites look like this. I mean, some some transvestites could potentially even be a woman. Like they get so much surgery and so much, you know, if they disguise themselves so well. This guy disguises himself like an idiot, but some 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 transsexuals disguise themselves very well, and they they can potentially pass as a woman. And so, this is a, a lie. This is a big lie. I mean, you know, you ask yourself like, how could people actually believe that this would be a woman and people insist i mean you've ever had a conversation with one of these wackos um they'll insist that this is a woman in fact there's there's a lot of movements afoot in the government that would say that look if what i'm doing right now calling this person a man which he objectively is um i could be in trouble you know fines prison time things like that in fact i there's a good chance that i could never be hired by another company because of the content that i produce uh, regarding this topic i mean I, I, this is a man I mean, it's just that simple this is a man and so he's lying and a lot of other people are lying about this as well and people can lie in more sneaky ways you know there's i mean this guy's an idiot obviously but but there are there are people that can sound smooth and talk about oh Dignity says that you acknowledge what I am, and I'm a woman. Human dignity requires it, and they use all these weasel words and nonsense. And so people can lie more effectively than this guy, 
who's calling himself Jessica. People can lie more effectively than him, but at the end of the day, it's just a lie. This is a lie. And so what do we do as Christians, right? What do we do as Christians when we encounter lies? And how do we know we're encountering a lie? Like, that's the real question. How do you decipher the truth from a lie? How do you, I mean, it sounds like a pretty easy question, and in some ways it is an easy question, but it, it requires a certain commitment. It requires a certain commitment at the outset, and it's, it requires a certain amount of faith and trust in God. Because how a Christian determines the truth from a lie is through the Scripture, because God's Scripture is true in everything that it says, in everything that God's Word teaches it is true. Another catechism question that my kids know is, is where do you learn how to love and obey God? And my two-year-old son will say, in the Bible alone. And you ask him, who wrote the Bible? That's another catechism question. My two-year-old son will tell me, chosen men who are inspired by the Holy Spirit. I mean, this sounds like it's kind of basic, and it is kind of basic, and it sounds like, you know, it's just, but, but this is, this is, this is, this is, revolutionary in our culture because millions of children are being lied to and they're not being taught the catechism and they have no idea how God created man, male and female, after his own image. They don't know that. They don't know where to learn to love and obey God in the Bible alone. They don't know who wrote the Bible, chosen men inspired by the Holy Spirit. They don't know these things. And so they're susceptible to smooth-sounding liars. In fact, they're susceptible to stupid-sounding liars, like this guy. They're susceptible to that. And that's a real problem. That's a real problem. Now, one thing that a lot of people have noticed is that all of the lies we're being told, because this is not the only lie that we're being told these days. I mean, the fact that, you know, if you feel like a woman, you are a woman. Like, that's a, a big and obvious and really unbelievable lie when you really just step back for a second and think about it. But this is not the only lie that we're being told. And one, people, one thing people have noticed is that something in common that all the lies that we're being told has is they really kind of boil down to the original lie that, that Satan told Eve. And that was, did God really say that you can't touch or look at the, uh, what, what was the exact quote? Let's, let's pull it up. The serpent said to the woman, did God actually say you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden. And so Satan says, did God really say that? And then he contradicts God. And so a lot of people have noticed that the lies that we're being told today, it's really, it boils down to, yeah, God didn't really say that, did he? And that's true. I think that that is a, a foundational sort of principle that all the lies kind of connect and, and directly contradict something that God says. But there's, I think there's another commonality to a lot of these lies. And, and, and I think that the commonality that we see with a lot of these lies is that at the end of the day, there's really nothing special about God's creation of people. There's really nothing special about it. Like, like God created man male and female, and really, there's nothing really that special about that, you know? So, you know, you if you want to um, become a male, but you're actually a female, you can actually do that, because there's really nothing special about God creating you one or the other. 
and and so 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 you can see that this kind of transsexual movement it, it's it's really just a fundamental like is I know God, you know, I, I was assigned at birth a certain gender by God, but there's really nothing special about that. And if you think about other lies that we're being told, like, for example, that it's okay to kill your children in the womb before they're born, again, it's it, it, it kind of got that in common. There's really nothing special about life. There's really nothing special, well, it's human life, let's say. There's nothing special about that. We decide if we want to have kids or not. And if we get pregnant and we decide that later that we don't want to have kids, well, there's, there's nothing really special about it. You see what I'm saying? So that, that, that's kind of a common factor in many of the lies that we're being told. You know, there's another news story recently about this little boy that, 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 that this sick, psychotic witch of a woman is going to turn into a little girl because she wants to. And the father's been fighting this in court. And the court said, no, nah, you know, the, the woman can do it. Again, there's nothing special about that life that God gave you, that son that God gave you. There's nothing special that you need to do. You can do whatever your heart desires, whatever your imagination desires. Um, you know, you want, you, you want a, a daughter instead of a son? Well, that's okay. That's okay. Let's think, let's think even more fundamentally, more foundationally, right? What's another big lie that we've been taught? Well, there's another big lie that we've been taught. And, and, and look, I mean, I understand that some of you Christians that are going to hear me today are going to be like, well, this is not a lie. This is a scientific fact. But this idea that, that God, it's not that God created man, male and female. No, it's actually that, that, that God created through this process of natural selection that really didn't have anyone in mind in particular, but that's how God did it. I mean, you know, we just, over time, millions of years, be, you know, somehow we turn from a rock into, uh, into human beings. And, you know, we have common ancestor with, uh, with, the, with the chimps, and we have a common ancestor with carrots and all of this kind of stuff. And, you know, it's just kind of dumb luck, really. God was there, and he, he kind of used it, and, you know, he, that's kind of how he did it. So it's just dumb luck. And, and, and you know, again, the, it, 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 the, the common factor there is that we're really nothing special. I mean, you know, we could have just as easily turned into carrots. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so this, is, this is the thing. This is the big lies out there, that all the big lies are, are, are about making the, 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 the very special fact that God created men and women after his own image. He created the male and female after his own image. That's a very profound sentence, and it, and it really highlights the special nature of the creation of, 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 of men, male and female. How did God create Adam and Eve? This is another question my sons know. They, they, they know this. This is truth here. Ready? God created Adam's body out of the ground and Eve's body out of a rib from Adam. That's fundamental, man. That's foundational. That's profound. But you see, there's, there's other ways, and, and Christians don't often buy the big lies. And they do sometimes. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, there are Christians out there that will tell you that Jessica Yaniv is a woman. These are apostates, in my opinion, but there are Christians out there that the people that profess Christ that would say that, um, and it's the same thing with abortion. There are people that profess Christ that are okay with abortion. They think, oh, you know, yeah, they they buy the they buy the stupidity out there. There are people that profess Christ that are that that believe in evolution, and these are big lies that are obviously false. It's I mean, Jessica Yanov is obviously not a woman. Um, we didn't we obviously didn't you know turn magically from a rock into a human. 
Like God did something special. God created. It says so in the Bible. In fact, if you ask my sons, they have the truth. It's, this is not complicated here. God created Adam's body out of the ground and Eve's body out of a rib from Adam. I mean, there it is. So Christians don't often big, believe the big lies, but the lies that Christians believe also have this in common, where they make a God's creation not all that special. So what have we been talking about this week? We've been talking about um, female preachers and female pastors and female females usurping authority that God didn't give them. And again, think about this. So they're not saying that necessarily transsexuals are, are the opposite sex. So they're not, they're not going that far. They're not saying that Jessica Yaniv is actually a woman. Um, they, know that they, they know they can't go that far. Christians often don't believe that big lie. But f- foundationally, fundamentally, what is the difference between thinking that Jessica Yaniv is an actual woman and thinking that it's okay for a woman to preach even though the Bible says it's not? There really is no logical or rational difference between the two. There really is no logical or rational difference between the two. Because both of them are saying there's really nothing special about God's creation of male and female. There, I mean, fundamentally, there, there are some kind of superficial differences. But at the end of the day, we're the same. I mean, we, we got the same attributes. We got the same, you know, and, and they'll, they'll say it in, in sneaky terms like, oh, they got the same value and dignity. Yeah, that's true. Everyone believes that. But completely different functions. Different, they're made differently. They're suited for different roles. And if you think that that's not true and that a, a, a female should and can do anything a male can do, then at the end of the day, you're believing the same lie that there's nothing special about God's creation of male and female after his own image, like my sons recite every day at dinner. You're believing the same fundamental lie that those who support Jessica Yaniv are. You're just not going that far with it. I'm glad you're not going that far with it. Don't get me wrong. But it's the same fundamental lie. There's really nothing special about God's creation. Here's another one. I was thinking about whether or not I should do a whole video about this, but I don't know. I, I don't think I should. This was I, I, I found this. This is a statement on, uh, on social justice, essentially, from the other side. So, you know, it's about the 2020 presidential election. It's from a, a, an organization called the And Campaign, which pretends like it's sort of like this impartial sort of nonpartisan group. But really, it's, this is Democratic talking points. This, this statement is a disaster. I mean, the, the, the best way to describe this statement, you read it for yourself. Go ahead to the And Campaign, read it for yourself. But this is just a mishmash of weasel words. There's weasel words all over this thing. It's awful. And you could just go through it, and, and, and essentially, it, except for one thing, it's, it's just Democratic talking points. Democrats, 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 except for one thing. Okay, one thing. And even that is a lie. It's an absolute lie. It does, it's, 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 it's doing the same thing that, I, that, that, the, that the egalitarians are doing. It's not going all the way. But they might as well go all the way because it's the same fundamental lie. I want you to read this vile, disgusting filth from the, from the end campaign statement on social justice for the 2020 campaign of election. I guess the BD, by the way, this makes a fool out of you because here's a statement that you said that you, there's no social justice movement because we don't have a statement. Well, here's a statement. Um, 
This is the section on healthcare and abortion. I want you to hear this, okay? I want you to hear this. First of all, think about all the weasel words, and then I want you to see if you can identify the lie. I mean, there's a lot of lies here, but, but here we go. It says this, We believe in building a society that respects human dignity at all stages of life, including the unborn. This includes accessible and affordable health care for everyone. Americans should not go bankrupt because they get sick or die uh, because they get sick or die because their medication is exorbitantly expensive. This includes policies that support maternal health and address our nation's high rate of maternal mortality, especially among black and Native American women. It includes vigilant prosecution of pregnancy discrimination in education and in the workplace. It is essential that the sanctity of human life at every stage, in particular the womb, is defended vigorously. Abortion is a tragedy, not a social good, that should be vehemently discouraged rather than promoted. On first blush, you might be like, well, that sounds pretty good. That sounds pretty good, but where's the lie here? Where's the lie? Because the culture, Satan is telling us, well, there's really nothing special about creation. Therefore, you can kill your kid in the womb. Right? You can kill your kid in the womb. So that's the big lie. That's, that's the one that should be obvious, that the fact that it's not obvious means that we're under judgment by God. He's made us stupid. God has made us evil and stupid. But, 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 but listen to this. Abortion should be discouraged? Uh, let me give them their credit. Vehemently discouraged? So it should be, you know, vigorously discouraged rather than promoted. Would, would they say this on any other topic? You know, rape isn't a social good. And we should really vehemently discourage men from raping instead of promoting it. You know, you know, you know, shooting black, unarmed black men, it should be discouraged. You see, this is the wimpy, limp-wristed, effeminate, you know, just sort of awful leadership that we have been given. This is exactly what we deserve as a nation. People that are so limp-wristed, they cannot say that abortion is murder and should be treated as such. It should be criminalized. And anyone who accomplishes or procures an abortion should be executed because they are killing an image bearer of God. Because my sons know that God created men, uh, male and female, after his own image. God created man, male and female, after his own image. That includes the unborn. And so when you say that killing the unborn should be just discouraged, it is just like saying, if I were to say, you know, I know white officers shoot black, uh, unarmed black men at uh, ridiculous rates, and we should just discourage that rather than promote it. You're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. So you're not going all the way, and I'm grateful you're not going all the way and promoting abortion, but this is not enough. Grow a pair and stand for truth. You see, here's the thing. In a, in a nation full of lies, as Christians, what we need to do is to believe the truth, and the truth is in the scripture. You see, none of this, there, there's so much here that's just gobbledygook. And, I mean, obviously this is just a statement, so there's not going to be scripture here, but we could take this point by point, up. we could take it apart with the scripture, because the truth of scripture is clear, 
and it doesn't take prisoners, and it's no holds barred, and there's no compromise with it. Let God be true, though everyone were a liar. The truth of Scripture is what matters. And so when, if you want to be able to discern the lies and resist the lies, then you need to believe the truth of God. Anyway, I hope this is helpful. God bless. Don't forget to tune in next week on Thursday for AD on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. (laughs) 